When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast. It's Thursday, May 18th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Big doings out at Arrowhead Stadium today, not for the Chiefs, but the World Cup coming to the stadium in three years. Missouri Governor Mike Parson, Kansas Governor Laura Kelly, and KC Mayor Quentin Lucas were among those who spoke at the press conference to announce a board of directors, a new logo and other steps forward in the process leading up to the 2026 event. The biggest news was provided by Quentin Lucas, who spoke about a new transit system to make things easier getting to the airport and Arrowhead from downtown. You'll hear from Lucas and Chiefs Chairman and CEO Clark Hunt during their post-press conference remarks with reporters. But first, you're going to hear from Star Sports columnist Sam McDowell. We chatted about the event and shared our impressions. Okay, let's get started. Well, it was a star-studded press conference, um, and a few things were You were here, I was here. Well, that's right, and and, uh, and then everybody else. Yes. (laughs) Um, What did you hear today that... That you scribble down and may be able to turn into a column at, at some point. I got a couple things, but I wanted to hear what you had to say. Well, I think you know, it's a, it's more about what's going to happen. I, I guess after the World Cup, that's really interesting to me because I think a lot of what we heard today is selling the event we already knew was coming to Kansas City. So, um, you know, they, they talked about transportation from the airport to the stadium, but also from the airport to the center of downtown and potential from the center downtown to the stadium as well. And those are things that can have long-lasting effects on the city. Like, take advantage of the budget you have for this event and see what what impact you can have that outlasts the event. So I think that's probably what piqued my interest the most because that was something we had not heard before. But we knew, like you mentioned, um, you can get more into it, just that that was going to be a requirement from FIFA. Right. One thing we heard as uh, as candidates were being considered as host cities in, in the U.S. that Kansas City rated high on in so many areas, um, areas that could could host fan festivals for one thing. Just mm-hmm. the enthusiasm that people had for soccer here, and we heard about that time and again from uh, from the FIFA officials when they were here in October of 2021 on their site visit. Uh, and who do we hear say this? Was it Mike Parson, the Missouri governor, or Mayor Lucas, uh, that, yes, it's, it's the size of the heart that matters, and yeah. Kansas City certainly scored in, in that way. But one area where they did not score well was in public transportation. And I think you can ask anybody who lives in the metro area that, listen, uh, they go to other cities, and they can take light rail to the, to the airport or to the ballpark or something. It's never happened here. Yeah. And we're such a spread-out city, right? I mean... You know, the uh, from the center of downtown, it is eight to ten miles to to the Truman Sports Complex. Another ten miles to uh, Legends, where, exactly, where the yeah. stadium, where the Speedway and the soccer stadium are. Another fifteen miles to the airport to the north, and they've never been connected except by interstate. And so now, maybe 
at least the, the, the Truman Sports Complex to downtown to airport uh, might we might have a solution to that? Yeah, because I mean, the World Cup comes here, and you only have so many Ubers that can that can take people <laughs> to these spots. And I mean, they're going to be people internationally. They're they're not going to be driving here. They're going to be flying in town and need some sort of public transportation. And that's why yeah, I mean, that would be a game changer for the city itself. And I imagine that you know this is not a plan to to your point that they just hatched after they got the World Cup is the best way to do it. This was part of their bid that they were going to solve this problem. Today's just the first time that we really heard the start of the plan in action for what that might look like, what that might cost. Um, you know, Mayor Lucas was the one that spoke to that. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of these people off to the side afterwards. And those were um, predictably a, a heavy percentage of the questions that he received a- afterwards was, was tell me more what that's going to look like. Um, is it going to be trains? Is it going to be buses? And he said, you know, all the above are part of the conversation. You know, that that's all going to be discussed. You know, he mentioned the streetcar potentially expanding in an east-west way from th- on 39th Street to get to the stadium. So, um, I, like I said, I, that's I, I, today was not a lot of stuff we haven't heard today, but... Um, just we have more details on that aspect of it than, than we've had in the past. And, and we, as you said, we don't know what it would look like ultimately. Yeah. But uh, but it would be an improved situation than, than what we have now. The other thing that we didn't talk about that I've, I've heard as a possibility is some kind of dedicated lane on I-70 going from downtown to the stadium when the World Cup is here and maybe on the other side too for uh, for Sporting Kansas City's facility used as a training center base camp uh, that uh, that you might have to dedicate a lane for that Interesting, yeah. which is you know no, something that we've never had to deal yeah. with here I've, I've dealt with it at, uh, in other cities at, at big events but it's never been an issue in Kansas never it's never been needed in Kansas City might be needed when, when the World Cup is here it may be part of the solution for transportation you know, the other things, uh, board of directors um, were announced today, business leaders, uh, politicians, uh, that, that happened here. And uh, and, and 2 a.m., a Kansas City, uh, one of, as, as one of the 16 North American cities, Kansas City's logo, uh, World Cup logo, was unveiled. And that's... Um, uh, Did you stay up for it? I didn't. To be honest with you, I forgot all about it when I went yeah. to bed last night and did not set an alarm for 2 a.m. to get it. I guess it was must have been unveiled in Europe at, what, 9 a.m. or yeah, something. it must That's have what. been all coordinated because um, I will say the Kansas City logo topped the World Cup logo, but it was a really low bar that the World Cup logo set last night. <laughs> I'll trust you on that because I haven't uh, I haven't seen the logo. There seem, seem to be some like uh, 1970s graphics with this, uh, which oddly enough. But uh, uh, but there it is. It's uh, we're looking at it right now. What the what the logos are going to look like? Um, okay, so what? Um, uh, it's three years from about now, right? Yeah. The World Cup is going to be in, in 2026. It's going to start. The first, the the start date hasn't been announced. I've seen a championship game date. I don't know if it's official, but I've seen July nineteenth as the the championship game. Kansas City did not find out, nor other cities did they find out how many games they're getting and uh, what the you know what days they would be played. But I was told they'll know that by the end of the year. 
by the end of 2023, Kansas City and other cities will know how many games will be played. I didn't get a sense today, uh, except for all the great enthusiasm that, that was shown here, that uh, how many games Kansas City will be in line for. Yeah. Uh, I can I, I imagine at the at the low end it would be four. At the high end, as many as, I don't know, seven, eight? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the fact that they're, FIFA's considering, because this is going to be the first tournament that has 48 teams instead of the traditional 104 32. matches. Yeah, and they're all considering, you know, changing that group play to where there'd be an extra group stage game, too. And that, I think, would push Kansas City more to that seven to eight number as opposed to, you know, I think it's at least four, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're not going to get the semifinal or the, the finals. Right. But, you know, it's, I think... They could max out at getting like a quarterfinal or at least like maybe the, the round of 16 knockout stage. But I think that is the primary question a lot of the traditional soccer fans have now, like not just the Kansas City fans, but the soccer fans in Kansas City have. And two is going to be, you know, once teams qualify, okay, which teams is it? Do you get to see, you know, Killing Mbappe play right here in Kansas City? Um, that's going to be the stuff that, you know, I think over the next couple of years we're going to be most excited to find out. And those who want to rent their houses for bed and breakfast want to find yeah, out yeah, exactly, exactly as well. Yeah. Uh, a little further down the line, as, as long as we're talking timelines, would be we, we, we are under um, great assumption that Kansas City will be a base camp for, if not one, then two countries here with, with the yeah. facilities that Kansas City yeah, has. Point, yeah. And uh, that's, to me, that's the other big piece of news. That probably won't happen until late 24, early, or late 25, early 26. Yeah, Maybe, you to know who qualifies. Yeah, that's right. Gonna, it, would, it would be great if Argentina <laughs> would announce they're going to be here and really just put themselves in a corner that they have to qualify. That's right. you got to be here. Yeah. you got all those reservations yeah. <laughs> at the barbecue places. Yeah. You better be here. Uh, all right, Sam. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Blair. Okay, we jump right in with comments from Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas, who speaks about an improved transit system for the World Cup and other topics like the possibility of the NHL coming to Kansas City. I'm sure you heard the news uh, lately about the Arizona Coyotes maybe not having a home pretty soon. He also talked about how the city could be more welcoming not only to international visitors for the World Cup, but those who might want to move to Kansas City. After that, you'll hear from Clark Hunt, and he talks about his experiences at previous World Cups, and Sam even sneaks in a question about the Chiefs' visit to the White House next month. Marrowhead Stadium to the city center, and more than anything, ways to make it permanent long term. So what does that mean? More trains, buses? I mean, what are we talking about in terms of moving those people? You know, right now, uh, we're, we're thinking about just about everything. There's already an east-west streetcar study, as you might have heard about, in the 39th Street corridor, largely at the state line, out to the Arrowhead Stadium area. We're also looking at enhanced, fast bus rapid transit, particularly with that airport to downtown link. So there's going to be a lot of stuff that we're trying to look at, largely seeing who can be our, our allies as we build it out. Two more questions for me. Uh, cost and would yeah. you go to the voters with something on the ballot? You know, right now, I think that uh, we have seen a good commitment, $50 million from the state of Missouri. We'll see a substantial contribution, not just from the state of Kansas, but also the city of Kansas City, Missouri itself. And so I don't think we need to go to the ballot on this particular issue. Of course, there are other stadium conversations that are going on at the same time. How that relates to that is, is a little bit uh, out to see in terms of the future for any number of stadiums here. But uh, for us right now, we're looking at how we can build this out in our normal budget in Kansas City and certainly how we build up our private fundraising long term. The government side of this will be a substantial contribution, but we also expect private actors, including our team owners, to be a huge part of what's coming How ahead. much do you think that will cost? 
you know, total cost right now, I think I'll leave it to the World Cup uh, board to tell you more about that. But um, you're already seeing, if you add it all up, in excess of $100 million the city and other partners and allies in the states are putting into. We just think that, you know, getting $600 million out of it is not a bad return. And certainly the long-lasting brand impressions that we get for Kansas City will continue to grow Kansas City for us. You said a commission on new Americans is yep. one thing that you introduced. Yep. What do you mean by that? It's to support a few different issues. Some of this is kind of a sports and World Cup story. Some of it's a news story. Right now that we're seeing in our country, a number of folks that are coming anew to our country, immigrant populations and beyond, we're here to make sure how they can integrate, to find ways that we're finding jobs, work permits, housing for people in a more structural way. Something that when we had Afghan refugees come to America and in Kansas City, I don't know if we did as much as we could. So it's making sure, and this is something that FIFA has asked us, how do we make sure that we're strong from a human rights perspective as well? So for us in Kansas City, it is not just doing things that say that all are welcome, although we absolutely believe in that. It's also ensuring that we're actually welcoming people with our resources, with our connections, because what we can't just say is come to Kansas City. We don't have different languages spoken. We don't have ways for people to get around. This is us, I think, taking a key step to building that. You mentioned this transportation initiative, but just other initiatives that are circling around the world. What other Kansas City projects are factored in? Obviously, the world's want to make downtown. Yep. Is that factored into something? So the downtown conversation is an important part of it. It was actually mentioned by Kansas Governor Laura Kelly today. I think we will continue to build density downtown. More housing opportunity downtown is a big part of it. A relationship and a strong relationship with Visit KC. We're currently renegotiating our Convention Visitors Bureau contract. Part of that is how do we make sure that we're selling hotel rooms? How do we make sure that we're sharing kind of where people can go? And one critique that we received from the NFL draft was how do we engage businesses outside of the protected corridor that are a part of it. So for us, trying to make sure with Visit KC, trying to make sure with a commission on new Americans that we're looking at really all parts of it, entertainment, housing, hotels, visits, and importantly, cultural connections in our city to ensure that anybody coming to Kansas City isn't landing in KC, they can't catch a cab or they can't catch an Uber, have no language capabilities to assist them with that. We're trying to make sure we roll out a, a full welcome package like you would see if you attend a World Cup in another country. I'll say this about NHL hockey. I think that uh, Kansas City is, always stands ready to talk to anybody who's interested in investing. The T-Mobile Center has locker room capacity built out for the NBA and the NHL. Whether that's something that ends up happening is a conversation about team ownership, what type of investors you have. But as a facility and as a city, we're always ready to have any big chat with the commissioner of, of any league that might be interested. Yes? Okay. Talk a little bit about the transportation and what does that that entail? I know there's going to be an RFP put out. Yeah. Exactly what exactly are you looking for? You know, we, we just said that briefly. What I'll say about transportation is it's looking at bus rapid transit and fixed rail infrastructure in a connection with how we can get better to the stadiums and ultimately from the airport to downtown. It is clear to anyone who does business in Kansas City, we have a lot of work to do in that regard. And between now and 2026, I expect us to improve mightily in connection with it. How does that look different than what we have right now? Right now, we ain't got a lot, right? We got one bus route that's mainly an employee bus route, not one that I think is built up largely for our tourists and others. I think for us, what we'll look to build permanently is something that is is more fixed, is something where if somebody's coming to Kansas City, they know they have places to go, right, and places where there are good connections that can happen. What, was the, what were the big lessons that you took from the NFL draft that you yeah. could apply for World Cup? You know, a few different things. One, I think we need to be even louder about our collaboration with the people of Kansas City prior to the uh, World Cup. I think a lot of people were saying,
saying, oh my God, my street's been shut down. What impact on the schools? Those chats need to happen a lot earlier. We need to make sure that we built up the, the workforce actually in advance. For us, an issue as we came to it was, do we have enough bus drivers? Do we have enough people to work the event? I think it went very well, but frankly, having that laid out earlier is even better. And then I think one final point is, how do you integrate more businesses, more neighborhoods in Kansas City long term? That's going to be the big hit for us. But, you know, I think it's off to the races. Our bid can be as competitive as our bid. Now our, our hosting should be as big, as welcoming as anyone else's. A model that I actually look to is the World Cup that was in South Africa in 2010. I spent some time studying there, and, and, and some of the towns were not the biggest, but they built up, frankly, new rail lines, new tra- infrastructure that I think worked well and changed communities long term. For us, making sure we do that here in a mid-sized, middle American city is something that I think can be that legacy play. By the way, a lot of people, when they're talking legacy, are thinking back to the 1984 Olympics. You still have foundations that were built back then that are helping support young people, initiatives in L.A. I'd like to see us make sure we do that type of work. That's the sort of work I'm looking for Karen Daniel to do on our entire board. Thank you. Mayor, can we break your I have a lot of fond family memories uh, from being there with, with my parents and my siblings. Um, I, so I'm not I'm not, not going to pick pick one, but the competition is not only incredible in the field, but the cultural experience in the cities is what really stands out. Um, you know, you, you'll be in a city to, to see a game, and you will see fans from 27 odd countries walking everywhere wearing their, their team's colors and and singing and chanting and the, and there's it's just joyous and the passion that they have and i'm so excited that they're going to get to to come to kansas city and see everything that's that's great about kansas city and i and i think the residents of kansas city are going, going to love having them here uh, not only from the economic uh, boost that the city will receive but it, it just will be a tremendous cultural experience how many differences are you going to have to make in the stadium because three years is not long away so how many differences do you think that the make is going to be so the main modification that has to be made uh, relates to the playing surface. Uh, FIFA World Cup field is much bigger than an NFL field, and our uh, bowl was designed for American football, not international soccer. So we're going to have to make the playing surface much larger by taking out some of the seats uh, in the lower bowl. They will be replaced uh, during the football season with temporary seats uh, so that Chiefs fans are, are not disrupted uh, during the Chiefs season. Uh, but it's a process that will we'll take three years uh, to accomplish uh, to make all the modifications. And then, uh, of course, in 26, we'll, we'll lay the pitch. Uh, that the games will be played on. Are you, are you hoping this is more private, public, or all private? Like, how are you, how are you going to go for us? Uh, so it, it's one of the uh, budget items uh, for the host committee. Um, it was referenced today that the host committee has a contract with FIFA uh, that requires them to do a number of things over the next three years uh, leading into 26. And one of those important things are the modifications to the playing field. Does that include raising the, the playing surface level? Is that still something that has to be done too? So we're not the only NFL building that has this problem because most NFL buildings, uh, the pitches are uh, too narrow for for soccer. Uh, Some of the stadiums will solve it by lifting the field seven, eight, nine feet in the air so that it extends out into the seats. Uh, we really think the best way to approach is, is to physically take out some of the seats in order to widen the field. 
Clark, when was your first World Cup tournament? Uh, it, it was 1974 uh, in West Germany. Uh, I, I was nine years old, and I have amazing memories of you know from that tournament. Um, that that was during the time of Franz Beckenbauer and the great West German teams. Uh, they beat Holland in the final, who was led by Johan Cruyff. Uh, it, it was it was a special tournament. Did you go to the final that year too? We did. Okay. We did. We did go to the final. And it sounds like you've been at twelve. You just kind of went every like almost. I've only, I've only missed uh, one. Uh, we made the decision not to go in 1978 to Argentina just from a security standpoint, but we've been to every tournament since then. Just something that you and your family enjoyed that much? I mean, is that kind of the primary reason to continue to go? Yeah, yeah it, it, it really was. I mean, nobody in our family in the early 70s was a soccer fan because there really wasn't soccer in the United States. Uh, but through the World Club, um, our entire family became a huge fan of the sport um, to the point where my dad tried to bring the sport uh, to North America in the form of the North American Soccer League in the late 60s and 1970s. That didn't work out, um, but we continued going to the World Cups because we just enjoyed the experience so much. Uh, the competition on the field is incredible, but the cultural experience is really what makes the World Cup so special. Um, and then, of course, uh, when 94 rolled around and the opportunity to get back involved with the sport uh, was there, uh, my dad was you know, eager to do it, and so we got involved with Major League Soccer. And I just wanted to ask you one question about what's your excitement level for having a day at the White House and a couple of weeks to celebrate the championship uh, really excited about it. Unfortunately, three years ago, we, we didn't have that opportunity because of the pandemic. Uh, so I know the players, the coaches, and everybody's going to be going on that trip. It's really uh, looking forward to it. It's a, it's a great honor. You know, one of the things that, that signifies that you're champion of your respective sport. Did you last year? Did you have, football season was going on during the World Cup. Did you some more? Did you made all the Chiefs games and some of those games? I, I did. So we went uh, Thanksgiving week, right? So uh, we we attended Chiefs games on the two Sundays yep. uh, around that, and, and went went over to Qatar uh, in between. Saw four games while we were there. Um, it was really easy to see games in Qatar because it's all so close, because they right? all yeah. they were all within you know an hour or two drive. Yeah. But re- really enjoyed it. Didn't know what to expect, but it was a great experience. That'll do it for today. Thanks to Randy Mason for putting together the episode and to our Sportsbeat KC staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Tip of the cap to Sam McDowell for sharing his insights. 37 pages today in the morning sports edition, the Stars Digital Sports page. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sportsbeat KC where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.